you know, who knows? I mean, if they study on this gene more, we may be able to find a cure for the COVID-19 or grow wings and be able to fly and see in the dark. <laughs> That'd so, be great. I'd actually, sorry, everybody, that I would rather have. <laughs> the latter. <laughs> <laughs> What is up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Rockets Modern Life podcast, a show where I, Roque, interview friends from around the Philippines to talk about their careers, passions, hobbies, and lots of other dumb shit. This is by no means professional, and it's really just a medium for me to talk about some of my dope friends here in the Philippines. Now, today's guest is a good buddy of mine and is currently in his sophomore year in ASMPH, which is the Ateneo School of Medicine and Public Health. He has started a food business that brings Filipinos some, some of the premium tastes of Japan, Japanese fast food, and at an affordable price. And lastly, he is also a passionate wildlife and paleontology lover like myself. It is my pleasure to introduce you all to the meme lord, Mr. Sando himself, Sandra Campos. What's up, buddy? Hey. Thank you for coming yeah, on the show. Man. Thank you. I'm super like <laughs> <laughs> That was actually a pretty good uh, introduction. Spot on, yeah. spot on. Everything's correct? Yeah, pretty, yeah fairly, fairly correct. <laughs> fairly, why? What did I get wrong? Are you not a sophomore? Uh, no, I'm a sophomore. I just finished sophomore year, so that could oh, okay. be between. Yeah, right. but everything was good. Yeah. All right, nice. Um, yeah, um, <clears throat> again, thank you for coming on the show. Um, We've always had great conversations and parties and through social media. So I'm really excited about this one because it's always a good time with you, bro. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's always <laughs> a good time. <laughs> All, All right. right. So let's get into the first question of the show and how I start every pod um, by asking the question, what's popping? What's popping? So Sans, what's popping, man? Yeah. All right. So uh, ever since ECQ dropped, had a lot more time for myself. Yeah, I've been uh, working out more. Because, like, since med school started, stopped working out for, like, two years. Gained maybe 40 pounds since college. It's pretty yeah. crazy. Yeah, I got so fat. <laughs> it's, like, tiring to climb the stairs fat. So, yeah, I've been oh, working feels, out. Man. Yeah, yeah. There's been a lot of – I've been watching a lot more shows. Cause okay. I, yeah, yeah, because I invested in, like, a TV from – Jomo, shout out to Jomo. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Jomo. Dell's TV's best investment of the year. <laughs> really? What kind of TV? You yeah, uh, I got like he sells like Samsung like flat screen TVs. I got like a QLED. It's pretty good. And uh, one. it's like my first smart TV, so oh, it's shit. like I can just watch Netflix directly on it. Oh, that's and sick. it turns out Netflix has hella anime now, so I've been watching like a lot of anime. Oh, nice. Yeah, what animes yeah, yeah. in specific? I'm not a big anime guy, but I'm just like curious. I actually wasn't so big on it before ECQ, but then I realized like after BoJack Horseman ended, I was like looking for animated shows because mm-hmm. that was like my favorite show of all time. Now that it was done, it was so sad. Yeah, and kind of I, I can't do like TV shows because their episodes are like 45 <laughs> minutes long and are kind of long and I yeah. get super distracted when I'm watching. So I've been watching like Made in Abyss, which is really good. It's like kind of dark, 
And then there was another one called Dr. Stone. I actually re- recommend it to you, like you, because it's an anime about science. So like, ah, it gets pretty hype when they, <laughs> they make like simple machines. Because it's <laughs> like one of those when they're stuck in the future and there's no technology. So he makes like pulley, a pulley system for the first time. And there's like epic music and he's just pulling something up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's it good. There's a lot amazing. of like, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of physics talk, a lot of chemistry. It's fun. So like, um, the setting is there. It's like a guy stuck in the future and like, this is like post Armageddon or is it? Um... Uh, yeah. Basically, the story is that there's this high schooler from Japan who's like a prodigy at science, and then uh, there's this calamity that causes everyone to turn to stone, and he wakes up like three thousand years in the future. And the world is like overgrown with plants and stuff, animals. Yeah. So uh he just kinda basically tries to figure yeah, there's shit no out. yeah, so he's trying to figure out how to restart society because he figures out how to remove people from stone, but he can do it like one person at a time. Hmm. So in between those times, like he's trying to yeah. Kinda restart society. It's dope. You should check yeah. it out, man. Super All right. fun. Anyone who watches anime. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um I'll take your word on that stuff. So um yeah I'll definitely add that to my list so <laughs> i guess we should go into the chunk of the show and we'll start off by with a topic of med school during quarantine so for those of you guys who don't know sandra is currently a well in between med student between a sophomore year and junior med student at asmph and i'm gonna be blunt here and i said i'm, I'm just gonna say like i when i initially met you i had no idea that you wanted to be a doctor and um, I guess before we get into the main questions of um, this segment, I just want to ask you, like, when did you realize that, you know, this was something that you wanted to pursue and, like, go through the grind of med school? Oh, that's actually a really good question. Because um, as a kid, I feel like a lot of people, but this sounds really dumb, but a lot of people, like, really like dinosaurs, right? Like, yeah. everybody loves dinosaurs as a kid. Uh, yes. yeah. um, but... Uh, like, as I was growing older, like, obviously, as a person who loves dinosaurs a lot, like, in Jurassic Park, my favorite movie, I have the score here, actually. <laughs> oh, wow. And, like, I don't own a vinyl player, but you I got, just like, bought it for the sick of, art. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, John Williams good. Uh, mm-hmm. But, yeah. No, I really love dinosaurs. And, like, as I grew older, then that kind of... Um, like what's the next level? Because dinosaurs is like hyper specific. So it goes to like reptiles. I love reptiles. And then yeah. after that, you're like, you know what? Since reptiles are like that, I love birds and like mammals. Mm-hmm. And then eventually it was just like, I really love zoology and then biology. And I was like, what can I do that's profitable? You know, like from, yeah, from, from biology, then you get the chemistry and all that stuff. I love science. Yeah. And then you're thinking to yourself, it's like, what can I do that's profitable, but also allows me to like, do what I, what I love, like stay close to my passions. Mm-hmm. And eventually it was like, I, I guess I could go into like research, but that's not so fun. And I don't know if that's as profitable as, unless yeah. you like strike it big and figure out like yeah, how to like make the vaccine for something. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah the odds of that are not so yeah. great. Not in your favor. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I got into, uh, eventually my mom convinced me to go into med and it was good. Like, Turns out med's fun. I still get to do a lot of biology because when you get into med, you start out with, I mean, you know, most of them are biology class, like anatomy and physiology and stuff. Yeah. So that's really fun. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's that, about when it started. 
That's dope, man. Um, I feel like we kind of had like the same background ish. Like as a kid growing up, I also really wa- like was into dinosaurs, and yeah. I really I straight up wanted to be a paleontologist. And then I guess kind of growing up, um, started realizing like, okay, wait, um, do I really want to be digging up fossils all day? Because like I love yeah. like the idea of dinosaurs, but then they're not they're not alive anymore. So like, do I really want to? Be digging up like fossils all day. Staring at rocks. Yeah, staring at rocks. And you're not even sure if it's really Yeah, it's like hella hot. Yeah. (laughs) Hella hot. Sweating and staring at rocks. Just like a bad trip, to be completely honest. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting also. It's hella interesting. But like extreme conditions. And then, yeah, um, after that, it kind of just transitioned into animals as well. And, you know, I wanted to do a lot of other things growing up, but. I guess my love for animals was just something that was constant in my life, even though a lot of things were changing. And until this day, like, I mean, I, I really thank quarantine for helping me realize that, you know, this is definitely something I really wanted to do because I was actually thinking of getting into med for a while as well, because um, sports science was my pre-med. So it kind of just yeah. made more sense to go into med. I mean, I'm already studying yeah. human it's anatomy, really hu- human yeah, physiology, yeah. all of that stuff. And yeah. I was I was I was pretty good at it. Like I mean, I was getting good grades, but I don't know. Like at the back of my head, it was just always like, if I don't give this whole bad thing a shot, I feel like I wouldn't be able to die in peace. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So well, it's good yeah. that you are. Yeah, I mean, you miss one hundred percent of the shots you don't take. So yeah, me, I'm just I'm just shoot really a shoot, that. dog. Shoot is shoot, man. And they don't keep shooting. Let them know. Let them know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I guess I just want to get into the questions now of what I prepared because signing them on if I don't ask them. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess the first question would be, um, how do classes work nowadays? You know, um, during quarantine, it's a little bit tough. And, you know, with actual med school, you have lectures, labs, and exams. Like, are, are there even like labs now? Like, how does it even work? Nah. No, no, no. But um, the thing is, because I'm in second year, so second year, because first year, it's anatomy. So that's when you do cadaver, but like trigger warning, I guess. We're going to yeah. talk about like cadavers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Anatomy. anatomy um, yeah. But first year is when you take like basic med subjects. So that's the normal like human body. So that's when you take anatomy. That's when you have a lot of like lab work, you take histology, which is yeah. like cells. You look mm-hmm. at them through a microscope. Yeah. Then anatomy lab is when you work with the cadaver. Like you the kind of see all the muscles, yeah, the mm-hmm. organs, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty lab heavy. I'd say we'd have lab maybe thrice a week, which is, you know, a lot. But then once you finish that, you move on to second year. And second year is considered the hardest year of med school because that's pathophysiology like mm. pathology basically you're yeah. now you're studying actual diseases yeah. so um since tough. you know yeah since you know what a regular body looks like in terms of cells like histology then they build on that they show you like cancer cells or whatever so um the thing is there's not as much lab work now as there was last year and so there's not a lot of lab which is fine I'm I'm actually really lucky to be in this spot because I feel like if I were older, then like if I no not older I'm I'm older than my batchmates but one year if advanced, I was like, yeah like, one year ahead yeah. then this September I'd be starting clerkship which is the first year that you work in the hospitals already yeah. the problem yeah. is um the batch above me is not gonna get 
that shot for like, and you do it per rotation, right? Yeah. Like, let's say your first month, you're going to be working like OB. And then the next month you're going to be uh, doing emer- like the emergency room ER and stuff. So the problem with that is that um, a lot of their modules are going to be done online. Like all of the modules for the first year. I mean, yeah. for the first SEM. Yeah. And so there are people who want to take like pediatrics or whatever, but they're not going to be able to do their um, like rotations for pediatrics yeah. in the hospital. So it's okay. sad because they're missing out on like the chance to learn about it from the very lowest point. They won't get to do the next time. They'll have to do it online. And online what? is like definitely not the same as, yeah, yeah they're just going to be sure. like reading. Yeah. They're going to be reading and talking to people on the phone, but it's not the same. as like being there and seeing sick kids and like, oh yeah, yeah it's like, Get sick, like it's different. It's <laughs> it's different. Yeah. Or like, you're in the hospital and you're you're signing paperwork and stuff, and that yeah. doesn't sound so interesting. But at least you're getting an idea of what goes on in like those rotations. So yeah. that's really valuable, like experience that you're not getting. And yeah. so I, I'm I'm lucky that I'm in second year because I have another year for the government to figure out COVID <laughs> before <laughs> or the world rather. I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the world does. And it looks good. I think the government yeah. will. Or yeah. the, the world. The Some world. other government will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, that's a muddy topic right there, my man. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, luckily for you that it's like mostly like lecture-based because yeah. that would totally suck exactly. if you don't get to do your clerkship, you know, physically because I feel like in clerkship, clerkship is when you redevelop the skills of like, I guess, using your senses, like being able to yeah. see like if the kid looks sick being able to smell if that kid looks sick. Because I mean, yeah. uh, what a lot of doctors tell me is that <clears throat> like their uh, most valuable like skill and asset is with the, the natural senses that they already have. So the texture of like whatever wound or something might yeah, be, yeah. the smell of the infection, you know, that's like the immediate exactly. response. Yeah. yeah. And like now that it's all over tech, it's like almost impossible to in- initially like diagnose the patient, right? It is, it is. It makes a really big difference, actually. I think for some rotations, yeah, you, like, it's 100% just looking at the, ba- like, dermatology. You're not gonna, like, take any tests or, like, I guess if it's extreme, you take scrapings to figure out what bacteria is causing the infection. But maybe 99% of the time as a dermatologist, you can just look. I mean, yeah. that's what they tell us in class. It's like, you just look at them and you're like, oh, yeah, this is psoriasis or something yeah. yeah yeah exactly exactly and so that makes or like um they tell us that in hospitals when you're walking around and you smell like a certain smell then you know that there's a pseudomonas infection somewhere like <laughs> <laughs> they can tell that kind of stuff it's it's all super it's just about building on your experiences by actually experiencing more yeah then you just it's all cumulative learning because the amount of information that you're taking in is like impossible to it's ridiculous yeah yeah so, yeah exactly and so it's just repetitions man it's all repetitions yeah absorbing what you can and like hopefully finding a way a uh, situation where you can apply what you learned i guess yeah that's, exactly that's, much how that's it's the best part thing. about it actually yeah 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 dope um all right so i mean i guess since these are such odd times that we're living in I'm pretty sure that there was some kind of adjustment period for you in terms of learning like at home, um, like what we just talked about. Um, so since you're not physically going to class, you ain't gonna, you know, you're not going to like Starbucks for your pre-class review yeah. sessions. Like your whole mindset of like going physically to school, uh, all the time of preparation it takes to get your mind right to absorb this shit, um, yeah. it's completely gone. So yes. I guess I just wanted to ask like, 
what are some productivity tips or like life hacks um, to give someone who's going through med school or master's classes for that matter um, during these like quarantine times? Um, personally, I feel like it's the same. There's no new information that anyone in the world can like give you when it comes to productivity. Like it's, it's all the same tried and tested stuff. You're gonna, you want to work, wake up earlier, I guess. And then you want to like, you definitely don't want to sleep too long because when you sleep too long, then you're, you're groggy for the whole day. Lethargic. Yeah. Yeah, your body your body clock. Uh, let's not get into the details. But yeah, yeah. It's, it's science. <laughs> science. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So definitely you you exercise, you eat right. It makes a really big I'm I'm twenty six. Like I'm getting older. I I don't recover from hangovers as quick as I used to. <laughs> it's terrible. And yeah. what I noticed is that when I eat healthier, I just like I'm more productive. You have better energy, you like you have better focus. I, I tried to stop drinking Coke for the whole ECQ. Oh, Other nice. than that, it's just like, for sure, the first couple of months, I was just playing video games every day and like sleeping at 5 a.m. And, was, and <laughs> like, it was a month away from all of the... All of us, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Because the way they gave our Sam was that the last, I think May, was it May or June? Like the whole of June was just exam. Like every other day there was an exam Damn. for... 30 days and so um what i did was uh, maybe half a month before that that's when i started like being healthier and started studying a bit i mean i have a lot of batchmates but (laughs) yeah yeah exactly exactly it's like because the thing is second year is the worst it's the hardest school year and so we were actually all super super burnt out when this when this uh pandemic hit and so I think a lot of people really gave themselves some time off. And so regardless of whether your classes are in like in person or during the pandemic, I feel like what happened now is that there's less space or less boundary, I guess. Like there's no definitive boundary between you, your, your office, I mean, your working space and like your your, your living space. space. Yeah, your living yeah, space. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because I, I go to sleep in my bed and then I get up and then I get to my desk right beside and then I study. Yeah. It's like a big difference from before where you walk into a Starbucks and you're like, all right, it's go time. Like, we're in a yeah. Starbucks, there's the right mood. Like, mm-hmm. there's a kid crying over there, but like, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta learn how to power through <laughs> yeah, that yeah, shit. Like, this, this is what I need, dog. I need to hear kids crying. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. wake so, up alarm. <laughs> So it's really important for you to actively set your boundaries. Like on this day, I'm going to rest. And then tomorrow I'm going to study. Because if not, then things get a lot more confusing. And when they're confusing, you find that you get more tired. So that's all I can really give people. It's just the exercise, eat well, and then uh, rest when you need to. Because, you know, it's (laughs) super cliche, but... Yeah. Med school is a marathon and not a <laughs> For sure, for sure. Yeah. It's, it's definitely it's like this, like mental endurance because that yeah, that's just yeah, a grind. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I feel like everything you said is like super correct because um, from the other people that I had on in, in this podcast, and I asked them like how they coped with it, and it's more or less the same things. You know, you gotta compartmentalize your room because yeah, 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 yeah your yeah, living space is like very different. And if you just like kind of fuse it all into one, then you're really 
it's really gonna be tough to be productive and yeah for real yeah and i super like um understand what you said by giving like yourself a month in advance to like you know kind of like, just get the the wheels running because like yeah. it's kind of hard to just go like head first exams med school let's go just like that yeah no it doesn't it doesn't work out <laughs> you may think it's gonna work out no, but no, the no, odds no. are promise, not in promise. Your face. <laughs> bro pinky promise i swear <laughs> to god it's not gonna work out. all right you yeah. heard it from him guys don't do it don't do it <laughs> um okay so that was great man thank you um um after the break sandra and i will talk about his new business mr sando and a bunch of other fun food talk for all you food lovers out there but first Today's episode is brought to you by Caparossa Steakhouse, Western cuisine right in the heart of New Manila. Caparossa Steakhouse is a newly opened restaurant that brings you taste from all over the world, all with an original twist conceptualized by their internationally trained chef. Their steaks are obviously fantastic, but their other items are also super tasty. I was lucky enough to receive a Caesar salad from them and I can honestly say it's one of the best versions of the salad I have ever had. They grill the full lettuce which gives it an amazing charred taste which super complements the pancetta and the dressing that comes with it. They also have great other options in the menu such as emmental nuggets, rib fingers, pork belly, and salmon. They are open for takeout and delivery Thursday through Saturday from 10am to 5pm. They also accept private kitchen reservations. So book a slot for lunch or dinner two days in advance and you'll have a safe and comfortable restaurant experience all to yourself. I was able to negotiate with the owners and have a special 10% off discount for all you listeners. Just mention Rockus Modern Life on your next order to avail of the promo. To order and reserve, you can message them at Caparosa Steakhouse on Instagram or Caparosa Steakhouse on Facebook as well. I'll throw in the numbers on the description below. Don't make the miss stake by missing out on this exclusive offer. Order today. And we're back. So upon bringing you onto this pod, I also really wanted to discuss with you another passion in your life, which is food. Um, so you just opened up a business during these quarantine times. And I want to start off by asking like the most simple question. What is Mr. Sando? So Mr. Sando, actually, uh, Sa- Mr. Uh, Sando is like the shortened word. Because I guess in like Japanese history, they didn't really have sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Like all the food is like rice avenues. I mean, you know, they got nice hella food, yeah. but they don't really have sandwiches. It's mm-hmm. not from there naturally. So, um, like lots of words that come in, like pretty in modern times. Uh, I think the word for sandwich in Japanese is like sandowichu or something like yeah, that. Like, ha- so, like hamburger. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Hamburger. So, like, you don't, um, it's kind of a mouthful to say. Like every time you want it. So they stylized it to be Sando. So Mr. Sando is basically, um, we wanted to make, a friend and I wanted to make, actually most of it is his idea. Carla <laughs> Alvarez, my good friend. Okay. Um, Shout out to Carla. Yeah, don't, yeah, don't want to steal it. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I gotta give uh, props where it's due. But yeah, most of it was uh, Carlos' idea. He really wanted to make a, a Japanese convenience store style sandwich shop because we we did a lot of research. And um, over the ECQ, I was saying that I I'd sleep really late every day, like 4 a.m. Uh, mm-hmm. He also had like sleeping problems, so every day we just talk about like food uh, stuff we missed because we were supposed to go to Japan mm-hmm. uh, Holy Week. Oh, so when that bummer. fell apart, yeah, we were just really sad he really loves japan and so like we just kept talking about all the food we were missing out on and then we were like i would kill like every day at 2 a.m no fail we'd be like <laughs> i would kill for a japanese egg sando because mm. it's like you know how when you're whenever you're in japan and you're coming home from like a night out with your friends mm. after a couple of you strong zeros like a, yeah yeah you pass by like <laughs> lawson's or 7-eleven mm. or whatever oh, and God. you grab like an egg sando and like some amigurus yeah yeah it's so dope so it's that kind of food it's Mm -hmm. just great japanese foods that you can i mean sandos are like great japanese foods that you can just eat any time of the day it's like 2 a.m you can eat them you can go to the fridge pop one out like as soon as you wake up in the morning you eat like an egg Mm -hmm. sando with coffee it's great yeah so that's basically it we just wanted to bring that here because it's like never has it felt more far away than during the pandemic for sure and that's what like that's actually like you guys are like the first ones i've seen at least to um kind of bring that concept here to the philippines because um japanese food is just amazing like literally everything it it goes from like first class kind of shit all the way down to like the cheapest type of stuff and they're all umami it's all great and it's all fantastic the the random like rice balls that they have in Lawson's yeah, Lawson's better than like family Mart. the best like restaurant here. It's crazy. Dude, I know the it's food's, it's just high quality. Yeah, high quality as fuck, and it's unbelievable like how they could quality control quality control. But because I guess like you know if you're in the country and you're living in a like competing with all of these other food industries that are having like such great tasting food, like you really won't survive if you have anything that tastes shitty. Yeah, so, yeah. I guess they kind of try to adapt for all markets to uh, you know, yeah. be able to enjoy some good quality food. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I feel like it's a big culture thing too. There's a lot of like, um, they have like a bigger premium put on like work well done, mm-hmm. like, uh, like excellence. Um, just, you know, doing things perfectly. Like they all just want everything to be done the right way. Yeah. Like that's why if you go to Japan, you'll find that like they're really into croissants. Like St. Yeah. Mark's here, actually. It's like a Japanese French food. They love French yeah, food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. love because um that stuff takes a lot of like, it's very meticulous to like make proper croissants. Mm-hmm. And they're all really into efficiency and like precision. And yeah. so they're into like French baking, because you know, like that's something that takes a lot of efficiency in yeah. French baking. And you find that they're just as good, if not better than yeah. like a lot of countries that doing not their better. own. Food. Honestly. Yeah, so it's a cultural thing. It's crazy. Yeah. Like actually my favorite spaghetti in the world next to maybe Jollibee spaghetti. It's like Japanese spaghetti. It's no so way. Good. I've actually never had it. It's so good. Like even those random ass like French restaurants, like, cause I think there's this one time I was in the subway station and I was super hungry and then we were a family trip. So, you know, the typical, you're waiting for somebody else to come back. You said, yeah, yeah. it was 4 PM, but 4 15 now you're like suing it now. <laughs> and then, so I'm like, screw this, screw this shit. I'm going to get like myself some spaghetti in this French restaurant. And like, wow, like what a good, it's like kind of sweet also. 
That's why it's so good. It's like yeah, so yeah, close yeah. to home in terms of Filipino spaghetti. But like the got that Filipino taste. Yeah, but the noodles are like al dente paren, parang like borderline oh, chukaman. It's so good. It was no crazy. Way, that's dope. Yeah. I've actually never had, but I'll definitely make sure to <laughs> keep my eyes open next time. For sure. That sounds sick. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So um, so yeah. You, yeah. Sorry, no. you were saying. <laughs> no, 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 okay. Okay, no problem. No problem. Um so yeah, um you're in this group with um um is, is Louis also a part of Mr. Sandor or is it just you and Carlo? It's me, Carlo, and then we're partnered up with Louis because we're working out of Wagyu Mafia. Yeah. Mm. So that's about it's him, it's me, Louis, Carlo, and their chef in Wagyu Mafia, because during the EZQ there was a lot of downtime before restaurants were allowed to operate. Mm-hmm. And so we were able to kind of like requisition, I guess, um, parts of the kitchen to be able to sell out of. Yeah. And it's been yeah. good. Yeah. Everyone's winning, I guess. Everybody eats literally. Yeah. yeah. For real, for real. <laughs> yeah. For real. Um, and yeah, I mean, I follow you and Louis in social media and oftentimes I see like these intimate gatherings of, people associated with Wagyu Mafia and Mr. Sando. And basically what I'd see are just like fucking baboy food porn sessions that you guys would have. And what I mean by baboy is like these food concoctions that literally include like food from your, like your wildest dreams, like A5 Wagyu with truffle, with uni, with caviar, nigiris, or like A5 Wagyu, truffle, yeah, yeah. fatty tuna, like chahan. So I guess I just want to ask like, what are those like food sessions like? And how do they even work? Like, How's like the invitation and like, you know, like, yeah, what, like, what are those? I'm actually fairly new to that, like high end dining experience. I only started about last year um, because this is how I got close to Carlo. Actually, Um, I was complaining about this. I went out on a date with Nash and then um, shout out to Nash. That's my girlfriend. (laughs) <laughs> Nash. <laughs> yeah. Lemon squares the bomb, so you guys should ch- check that out too. <laughs> yeah, for real, for real. That's a plug. We that's start... a plug. <laughs> it's really good, actually. Yeah, she, yeah, she's doing really well. So mm-hmm. her lemon squares are pretty fire. Yeah, they are. I've tried yeah. them myself as well. Oh yeah, Sick. yeah. Ah, through Mikey. Yeah, through Mikey. When I came over, oh, I'm like, good. yeah, yeah, good stuff. I remember booking her grab <laughs> because she was. Shout out to Mikey, my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> nice so, we all have girlfriend <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i guess liking dinosaurs doesn't make you a loser <laughs> yeah thank you god yeah no uh i i was complaining i i took nash out for a date we ate at this new restaurant that was supposed to be high-end or you know on the pricier side because it was like a special occasion i forget what but um I ate there and it was so terrible that when the, and I ordered like half the menu because it was a new restaurant. So I was mm-hmm. like, I want to be able to like, because whenever, whenever I eat in a new restaurant, I like get a lot of stuff because you want to know what you're going to come back there for. So the next for time sure. you're back, you just order one yeah, thing. You don't, yeah. yeah, you never waste money. <laughs> so uh, we went there, we ordered a lot. And then, like, none of the things were good. Like, everything was terrible. So, by the time that our... our what kind of food was this? It was uh, French. It was mm. French. Okay. Yeah. So, by the time our, our main course came out, uh, <clears throat> like, I 
just ate the mashed potatoes that came with them. And I was like, hey, can I get the check? And they were like, do you want this for takeout? And I was like, nah. <laughs> and then we just dipped and and yeah, yeah and i just like ranted about it on on instagram for a while and then mm-hmm. my and then carlo was like uh, just eat with me lang. and then he took me to metro uma Oof. which is my favorite restaurant now yeah and it's like so good. it's just the best like by far it's the by best far, like think. sushi experience yeah in the philippines i guess yeah yeah like i swear to god i there was a time where we were trying to go as much as possible and i'm so happy that they're they're back to operating now that restaurants are open so yeah i missed that for like half a year but um yeah so basically uh like these high-end it's all coarse meals um kaiseki types or i guess you kind of just sit down at a bar it's an intimate experience because the restaurant's not as loud as other restaurants it's not a lot of people mm-hmm. and the chef will just serve you whatever you want to make for the day so you kind of just get a chance to see food as an art yeah because i feel like before i started eating out i didn't and i'm still learning i'm still learning a lot i'm thankful for my friends who give me the opportunities to eat in like these places but it's nice to kind of just look at food as like just as much art as it is food like it's cool to wonder what's going you get to pick the brains of the chefs mm-hmm. when they're eating and you see like combinations of food that you wouldn't have ever like dreamed of like um but it somehow works right no yeah it's perfect i had this one dish once that was like probably the best dish that i've had in matcha which is my favorite restaurant so the dish was he cooked sort of he cooked rice like it was risotto in like clam broth and clams and so it was like clam rice because the japanese restaurant right it was like clam risotto but he mixed in a jelly made from duck broth. Oh my God. Yeah. So it was crazy. So, delightful. um, yeah, yeah, no, it was wild. And you don't like, when you see it, it's like a bowl of jelly with rice and clams and you're like, what the hell is this? But you take a bite and it was like, you know, the creaminess that you get from risotto. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like imagine like the best risotto you ever had yeah. and it's like super creamy. Like the texture is perfect. Everything like just kind of blends in your mouth and then like think of that squared because what happened was the, the, duck, the duck broth jelly just added a second like coming Punch of, in the face. <laughs> yeah no it's it's, it's like uh, it's, it's honestly hard hard to explain yeah like, yeah no it was crazy i i, I ate in metro once and it was honestly one of the best dining experiences i've ever had in my life but i yeah, mean it comes, yeah, yeah. comes to the fat like you know paycheck but honestly i could definitely say you get for what you pay for because yes, exactly. the experience exactly. you get there is like really unmatched and you know that scene in Ratatouille where he mixed the grape with the cheese and yeah. then like the fireworks and then the fireworks in the back that's exactly it Dude, yeah it's literally like that like there's no other words to explain like how it is and yeah um I'm, I'm pretty sure it's super like a lot of fun also to be in those sessions because um you know it's very intimate you can see the chef right there you can ask what's this and yeah, you know exactly. why it works and stuff like that um is that like an open like a public thing or is that you need to be like invited to be in like those uh, sessions i get i mean obviously for like a lot of these restaurants you can just make reservations and then eat there but uh and yeah like it's that you'll pretty much get the same experience the man i've also been to like a couple where i was invited by my friend lang because my yeah 
my friends will get actual invites from the chef and they'll be like, hey, bring your friends. And then that's me. <laughs> so I, I'm really lucky to get those like chances to eat out. There, um, there was another place we ate out in, in Tokyo. It's like a famous sushi place. Probably, um, actually, I've heard that it's uh, one of the, it's probably like the up and coming Jiro. Oh, shit. Uh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like maybe 20 years from now, it'll be uh, like regarded in that level where it's just like the best sushi in the world. But um, there was one dish that he had that was just like glass river shrimp, which are like as big as maybe like the shrimp itself is half your, the nail of your pinky. Wow. And so, That's yeah, cute. so the shrimp is tiny. And it was really sweet and everything, but more than it being like the best shrimp that you've ever had, it was just that every like shrimp was like immaculately peeled. Like there was no cuts on the skin. Like they just took probably ours to give you like that much. You can't see it, but like your palm's worth of shrimp, maybe yeah. smaller. But so it was just like a ball of those tiny shrimp, and it, you you don't know how long it took to to clean that out, you know. But that that was the dish, and that was it. And it was just really simple, but it was like perfect. Damn. It's like the Japanese attention to detail is really next yeah. level. That's why, I mean, I love Japan. I love their food. And I really hope I can just go, go back, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's um, my favorite country. For sure, for sure. I wish I could speak Japanese, to be completely honest. Yeah, especially watching like, anime now. Yeah, it's dude. Like, I can't imagine not looking at the subtitles. <laughs> dude, that's when you know it you've made crazy. it <laughs> yeah, like, man, you can like check out the details on the trees in the background because you don't have to read subtitles <laughs> yeah wild. it's like you can't really like focus so much on the the actual yeah art, and what's going like, on yeah, it kind of sucks actually sometimes but you know, different experience <laughs> having, like, yeah you got to be like 100 percent focused also like in what yeah, you're yeah, watching exactly. unlike other shows like when it's in english you could like end up like being te- like texting or like yeah. doing other stuff on the side but like when you're watching anime you got to be like zoned in yeah for real for real it's like you can it's not the kind of thing that you can put on as background noise no definitely yeah, not. yeah. so it's yeah. tough because right. that's the next step <laughs> that is the next step learn japanese i have, actually have a friend that um he's a jap half japanese half Pinoy. he teaches japanese so if you're interested <laughs> no way yeah legit yeah i'll ask so, you about that on Telegram. yeah for sure his name is kuichi igarashi shouts out to kuichi um but yeah um that was a dope segment um for our next segment sandra and i will be bringing back an old kind of game that i played with ariana which is Fun facts, but before that, today's episode is also sponsored by Art by Liz Cabato. Liz Cabato is a graphic designer and illustrator. Liz started making art back in 2018 by first drawing cartoons. She then moved on to designing illustrations such as posters and logos for her friends and family's businesses. She specializes in logo design, vector illustrations, and marketing and graphic design, which can help out with your business or projects. What's so different about Liz's work is that she uses her own unique style that can really grab someone's attention through the use of eye-popping colors and imagery. You should all follow her on Instagram 
at lizgabato or email her at lizgabato at gmail.com for commissions and projects. That is lizcabato at gmail.com or lizcabato on Instagram. Get your art today. Okay, so we're back, and Sandra and I will be playing a game called Fauna Facts. So since Sandra and I are animal slash science dorks, uh, we'll be redoing a segment that I did with Ariana a couple of episodes back. For all you animal lovers out there, you should check that episode out. It's great as well. Um, and it's, yeah, it's called Fauna Facts. But before we get into it, I actually just want to ask... Um, well, initially it was supposed to be how did you start getting into animals, but um, I we kind of touched on that earlier. But I guess for now, what's your favorite animal? Ooh, saltwater crocodile, easily. Nice, yeah. <laughs> nice, it's nice. And they're endemic. Reptile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are yeah. the Palawan, actually. Mm-hmm. I think Lolong, Lolong, the world's largest ever recorded crocodile, was a saltwater crocodile. Yeah. Yeah, he's actually in the natural uh, national Na- natural museum of natural history. Yeah, yeah, he is. There's stuff in, and yeah. it's nuts. He's like almost twenty feet, something like that. Yeah, right? for real. Rip, rip, la long. Rip, la long. <laughs> <laughs> you were, you were yeah, more of a hero than the Duterte ever will be. For me. <laughs> oh, it's spicy, <laughs> <laughs> dude. I mean, I'm a no one, so I'm gonna speak out, yeah. and I don't got a lot of followers anyway. <laughs> so yeah, That's fuck bad. you, Duterte. <laughs> all right right. anyway so yeah lalong is your i mean saltwater crocodiles are your favorite animals and um what pets do you have i I know oh well okay so yeah i'll answer muna um i actually have three so it's like i really can't choose one um so i have a wolves gray wolves specifically those are great okay always love gray wolves such a dynamic animal um Pandas, pandas are sick because they're cute and cuddly and they're yeah, aste- yeah, aesthetically ple- pleasing. And yeah. that's the is like sharks for sure. Sharks okay, are yeah, awesome. Sharks are great. Sharks, sharks are sharks are awesome. Such beautiful yeah, creatures. Yeah. Um, so wait, I wanted to ask, um, do you, like, how many pets do you have? I know you have DeAndre. I have one. I have a, I have DeAndre. He's my one dog. But yeah, other than yeah, he's the only pet I have. I used to have uh, iguanas. They passed away. I think they got like somebody poured ice water on them. Like when I was not looking, uh, they thought that they were like, "Oh yeah, lizards probably like water." And you know, like I, <laughs> I talked to them that. afterward. It was like my tito. Yeah, exactly. It was like, "Ah, oh, they died." So that was terrible. <laughs> That's so tragic. But yeah, other than that, it's just DeAndre. Yeah. How old is DeAndre you? now? He's so cute. Oh, he's three. Oh. He's three. He's turning four in November. He's a big boy now. Yeah. I know. He's an adolescent now. <laughs> he was a he was a jerk maybe a year ago. Yeah, now he's now he's chilling. He doesn't really bite anyone anymore. He's oh, he used to bite people. Coming down. Yeah, no. Um, well, he used to like get Rough mad play. if you. Oh. He get mad if like you touched him or whatever. But now he's chill. <laughs> like he welcomes it. He likes having visitors. It's good. That's he's a good dog. You got yeah. him neutered or no? No, no, no. He's. He's waiting for his chance to have kids. <laughs> <laughs> you you ain't closing the door on that one. yet. <laughs> no, not yet, not yet. He's still young. He's yeah. 
Stellar yeah. die virgin dog. <laughs> <laughs> no, you'd be doing a huge disrespect to him, man. Yeah, yeah. With a name like um, DeAndre, come on. Come on, man. Come yeah, on. Yeah. My man <laughs> you gotta, gotta eat. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, going back to your question, um, right now I have two pets. I used to have a lot more. Um, right now it's just my Shitwawa Raclette. And mm-hmm. um, my, I, I, have, I actually have a new leopard gecko. His name is Zuko. No way. Yeah. Sick. Super, super Yeah, cute. yeah. Very um, good, uh, like, beginner's reptile. reptile. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, either leopard gecko or bearded dragon. Bearded dragon. I kind of yeah. don't, don't have the space right now for bearded dragon. So, um, leopard geckos are just a lot more low maintenance. They also don't need UVB. So, that's yeah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's yeah. good. But, yeah. Enjoy. Going well, man. Um, totally different um, building a relationship with a reptile, I must say. Yeah. Like, they're not. I mean, they're naturally afraid of us, like crazy. And they generally yeah. don't like us. So just like every day, dedicating a couple of hours to bond with them, feed them and stuff like that. Positive reinforcement, you know what I'm saying? That's good. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Psychology looks cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> some, <laughs> some operant conditioning. Let's go, baby. <laughs> Excellent. You say right. the gloves when he peels. Oh you know, yeah. When they when the skin peels, like you'll get the full hand. Yeah, yeah. 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 I have one of those, like from a friend. He just gave me one of the gloves one day when I visited. I was like, okay, I guess I'll keep it. He kept this. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is it like it's you know, framed here. or something like that? Or no, no, it's there? just like in a box. It's terrible. It's like a <laughs> box. It's so gross. <laughs> but yeah, no, I love I love leopard gecko. It's super yeah, cute. Good choice. Super cute. Yeah, and um. I guess for my family, that's not as into animals. It's kind of an introductory reptile to bring into them. Because, you know, it looks like a like an emoji. It's cute, always smiling. Has like... Cute yeah, eyes. yeah, yeah. Imagine Gago if I just fucking brought in like a blue tongue like ball skink. python, dude. Yeah, or ball python. Actually, ball, ball python's python. far. It's kind of cute, pretty, Ball pythons are like beginner snake. Like if you're yeah. in a python, ball python's the move. For sure. For sure. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's a lot better than like bringing in a blue tongue skink or like a excellent some, some kind of like, like monitor. Like a monster. Yeah, weird. yeah. Like my, weird. my parents would just be like, "What the fuck is this? <laughs> Why is it in my house?" Okay, what the? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I mean, they already got like some weird like looks after, but like Zuko back home, they were just no like, way. "Yeah, well, just, yeah, understandable." Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, okay. not, you gotta warm not, them up. Though. Yeah, you gotta warm them up. But they're beginning to like them, like him at least. So, yeah, let's get into the game. Um, well, not really a right, game, sick. but the segment. Um, so, the mechanics are very simple. Uh, we, each give you, gi- we each give out three crazy animal news or facts that we found online and just kind of discuss the craziness of it. So, um, since you are my guest, go ahead, my dude. Sure. So, yeah, um, well, not the craziest animal fact, but um, you know how... If you like, if you were to look up the skull of a, and this is like an evolutionary fact too, it's like if you were to look at the skull of like a monkey or an ape, you'd find that it has like a crest at the top, as opposed to like human skull, um, that the top of our skulls are flat, right? Mm-hmm. So basically, um, that crest is actually used as an attachment point for uh, muscles for the jaw. Because the jaw the pulls jaw. upwards, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Particularly, it, it allows, like, if you try biting down, you'll feel your temples harden, right? Because mm-hmm. that's, your muscles attach here yeah. to the temples. Yeah, but um, for apes who require, like, more chewing power because they're eating raw beef, I mean, like, raw 
monkeys, they actually eat other monkeys. Yeah. They eat raw meat <laughs> or they eat like wood or whatever. <laughs> like, <laughs> or or like, just eat like bark when there's nothing to eat. <laughs> so they need a lot more muscle for their jaws. And so that crest up top actually serves as an evolutionary uh, adaptation for larger jaw muscles. Aside from that, you'll also have like broader jaws. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the this part, I guess the mandible. The mandible, like the side yeah. of the mandible is a lot thicker. Yeah, for you guys that don't know, like the cheek area right before the ear. Yeah, yes, exactly like that. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you'll notice that um, if you look at the skull of a chimp, it also has like a broader area of the cheek, mm-hmm. and that allows for more muscle attachment too. And you'll notice um, that if you look at the skulls of people, that part isn't as broad, and that's because over time humans adapted to cooking their food and eating mm. more grains so there's less chewing involved. Yeah. And what happened was you actually get less um, surface area for muscle and the, the bone gets smaller over time because there's less muscle pulling on it yeah. backward. And so what happened was um, humans developed a jaw that was slightly diagonal instead of a, instead of a right angle. And that is why with your pussies. Grow Just kidding. Diagonally. <laughs> it's why wisdom teeth grow diagonally, and that's why we have oh. our wisdom. Oh, it's because um, back then when we were less evolved, the wisdom teeth used to accommodate. Uh, when we were still chewing more things, the wisdom teeth would help out. But as the jaws got smaller, there became less space for wisdom teeth. Damn, that's, that's a crazy fact. Think, yeah, no, isn't that sick? Like it's just evolution yeah. happening, and that's. Like a cool way to just look at your life and be like, "Wow, I used to use this, and yeah. now I don't." And it's crazy, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so if you great. don't if you don't use the muscle, it really atrophy. And yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, um, atrophy kind of just means like get smaller, like so small until like it kind of just like becomes pretty like useless. And yeah, that's absolutely crazy how it used to be for wisdom teeth. Do you have any idea as to why it's called like wisdom teeth even to begin with? I actually did not do any research on that. <laughs> all good, all good. No, that was just a question off I the top of my head. I was going to go off the top of my head. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, all, all good, my mans. But yeah, that's crazy. I mean, you could only imagine the bite force of like, let's say a silverback gorilla. So that, that goes yeah, to them too, yeah. right? Imagine yeah, with like exactly. the muscles connecting all the way to like the top of their head. That's like, that's a lot of force. It's hella bite force. I think hella it's like bite. a 1,200 uh, pounds per square inch for gorillas. If you ever used to... Oh, did yeah. You watch, did you watch Animal Face-Off as a kid? We talked about this. Yeah, we, <laughs> yeah. I did. I did. That was, that was, oh, that my was favorite awesome. show. Yeah, I used to stay up every Thursday at like 8 p.m. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. What would happen if a great white shark went against a saltwater crocodile? And then they have yeah, like a cool animation. Yeah, <laughs> the great white shark won. Yeah. Bullshit. <laughs> in a modus. Yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, that was the goat. That was I love that. I love like was. the future is wild. They were hello crocodile hunter, of course. Like yeah, all the shows that you grow up with. Of course. Yeah. All right. Um hit me with your number two. I mean not in uh, that way, but two. I mean your number two <laughs> fact. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, don't hit me with your shit. <laughs> what was I gonna do? Uh I I guess another crazy one is that uh, tuataras. So tuataras are uh, the only extant species in the order Sphenodont today. So that's basically, that just means that they're a reptile and they're the only reptile living in their like order, in the classification. 
Yeah. So, so like they don't have any, um, a lot of clues. They don't relatives. have any. Yeah. Yes, exactly, exactly. So basically, what uh, the thing that's interesting about them is they actually have like a third eye on their forehead. Um, so the eye is actually uh, primitive. It doesn't work the way that regular eyes do. It just oh, it's open all the time, and it just serves to like seagulls. Sense light. <laughs> the move. Yeah, yeah. No. I actually just asked one the other day and he was like, Yeah, he uses seagulls. No, um, yeah. No, the third eye is just used to sense light. So scientists don't really have any there are a lot of theories as to why they have them, but you know, there's nothing set in stone. So it's an interesting thing, Lang, but normally like when you think of um animals or let's say Arthropods, so I oh know arthropods. Yeah, arthropod. Um, oh no, tetrapods. Sorry, joint. Okay. Um, yeah. When you, when I, you I think of most like, of my listeners will even know what yeah, you're no. talking about. <laughs> when you talk about when you talk about animals that aren't bugs or fish or whatever, you normally think, okay, it, it won't have more than four limbs or it won't have more than two eyes. Is that's normal yeah but um with with this animal you see that it has a third eye and so you see that like life before was just so weird because it's like so why did animals need third eyes yeah but yeah um it. i'm just looking at it now and for like an average person you'd really just think that it's a freaking iguana because they look just so similar but i mean the fact that they have like not a lot of close relatives like i mean probably you could like obviously their closest relatives are reptiles but i mean like for an average person, you just think that it's a reptile, but I mean, it's crazy how evolution just works and like how they had the third eye, like under, like is it underneath or is it like just an uncommon um, it's occurrence? It's between their heads. It's between it, it happens heads. like it's yeah, it's between their eye eyes. If you look uh, at the photo of it, yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's super, super primitive, and it's just interesting that they would need an organ like that to sense light when you already have two eyes that sense everything so it's, like, <laughs> it's yeah. weird man like i mean some people some creatures made it out of the water well some like didn't adapt as well <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> some had other eyes <laughs> all right sans let me hear it with your last fact oh okay this one's good uh it's um angler fish actually uh the females are about much bigger than the males the males are very very small so um the life of the male is all about swimming through the darkness because they, they're too small to have uh, the anglet, so they don't have bioluminescence. Okay. So they just swim their entire life until they find a female to bite onto because they're about the size of like the female's pectoral fin. So the fin's wow. in front. Yeah. Like one so what they size. do is, yeah, yeah. So they bite onto the female and then they get digested partially. Such that <laughs> they become uh, ang- male anglerfish became uh, become uh, appendages sticking out of the female's body, and they basically serve to uh, impregnate the female. <laughs> yeah. So they're literally just attached no, so until like, like the end of the yeah, days. So, yeah. So basically, <laughs> imagine if like a human male was the size of like a bottle of water. <laughs> and then they ran around their whole lives looking for females, and then they bit onto her ankle, and then they just fused 
to become like this finger sticking out of her ankle and they just serve as repositories for sperm. They're they're still alive though. Or no? Basically, they're just part of the female after that. Oh my god. Yeah, so that's their life cycle. They're pretty much parasitic after that. Yeah, basically. So that's pretty much only slightly better than like yeah. what it's like to be a regular male in oh the my real God. world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, it, it, it pretty much adds up. I think like yeah, yeah. <laughs> the yeah, rules don't really yeah, differ that much. The, you know, it's wins and losses. <laughs> Balance. That's about. But dude, that's so crazy. Like, I mean, how does that even work? Like, so is it still like living and breathing? And it doesn't like get yeah, nutrients it, from... No, the, no, it's, it's face. It's face fuses with the body. So it's just like a nub sticking out of the... Yeah, so I guess it's still like vascular, like there's still veins and stuff, and it's still getting circulation. The cells are still alive. But at that point, it doesn't have any like fins. It doesn't have a face. Like it's just a bump. It's like a oh pimple on the back of the. That's yeah. so weird. I That's did not super know crazy. That. That's super crazy. Damn. So, I mean, I guess it must be like the whatever fish that the, the host almost like eats, like it gets transferred to your ex husband. <laughs> yeah which is exactly. now which is now like your cum supply for the rest of your life <laughs> yes that's exactly it it's the weirdest animal fact oh uh, that's so weird <laughs> man animals are crazy all right yeah so, thanks for that um mine are probably not as crazy as the anglerfish one but still pretty interesting so i'm gonna start off by talking about a camel beauty pageant yeah you heard that right camel beauty what? pageant so apparently in Saudi Arabia, there's this thing called the Camel Beauty Pageant, and it's called King Abdulaziz Camel Festival. And basically, what goes on here is all the princess and princesses of the most loaded fucking country in the world all come together and decorate their beloved cows. And I mean, I guess animals like camels are kind of pretty because they have like long eyelashes and stuff. But yeah, like what yeah, the fuck? Still, <laughs> I mean, they have like, like luscious lips. Dude, yeah, it's like a full-on, um, like, camel, like camel pageant. And um, let me ask you a quick question before you look that up. Um, wild yeah. guess, what do you think the pot prize is of the most beautiful camel? Dude, I'm going to say a million dollars. Nice joke. But add about 30 million <laughs> to that. What? The <laughs> $31 million for the most beautiful camel. <laughs> what makes them and, beautiful? <laughs> I don't know. Well, okay, I guess for Saudi, it's like you don't have a lot of wildlife out there. It's pretty much mostly desert. So, camel is like <laughs> one of their like national like animals, and I guess they're really the prideful about animal. that. It's like yeah. one of the only animals. So it's like, of course, it's gonna be a national animal. <laughs> but yeah, it's just absolutely crazy. Thirty-one million dollars. That's more than a year of LeBron's contract. <laughs> that's too much money. That's that's a Saudis lot. Saudis have too much money. They do. They do. It's crazy. And another fun fact was um the winner of the 2018 contest was actually yeah. disqualified, and the reason what? why he was disqualified was because he botoxed to pump up the lips and nose of his camel. So like no it's straight up just, oh my like, original beauty parents. Like he botoxed excellent. the lips to make it like thick, and then um. He Botox the nose to make it like more pointy and prominent. That's wild. Yeah, this this camel looks like it would have won though. So I see. 
Yeah, <laughs> no, that's an unfair advantage. <laughs> unfair this advantage, is great. Man, I'm telling you. I mean, the kind of shit you do when you have way too much money. <laughs> <laughs> a day in the life of Saudi Arabian prince. That's crazy. That's an excellent fun fact. I wouldn't have known it. Yeah, I, I got that from um, the Wild Times podcast, which is a great podcast. Actually, you should check it out. It's check um, it out. with Forrest Galante. Do you know who that is? He's no, like, no, um, I don't. He's a biologist. Um, he has a show called um, Extinct Our Lives. So he travels around um, finding so-called extinct animals and trying to disprove if it's actually extinct or not. Pretty sick. Ah, yeah, and he really knows his stuff and. I really love it because um, it is a podcast about animals, but to be completely honest, it's majority of the time just three dudes fucking around. <laughs> yeah, that's sick. I'll check yeah. it out. So yeah, really highly Where do you recommend. Watch it? Um, I listen to it and it's on Spotify. Uh, it's a podcast. Yeah, podcast, yeah. podcast, yeah. Um, his show is on YouTube as well. He works with Animal Planet and stuff. He's legit. Oh, He's legit. That's cool. Yeah. All right. So I guess for my second one, it would the the the, the ah. The topic is bat superpowers. So yeah. did you know that Bruce Wayne is not the only bat that can be considered as a superhuman? So a recent study focused on the genetic material that codes for bat adaptions and superpowers, such as like the ability to fly, uh, to use sound and move effortlessly in complete darkness, to tolerate yeah. and survive potentially deadly viruses like the COVID-19 and resist aging and cancer. Like there's so many like, um, characteristics of bats that are insane, like almost superhuman. And this study was uh, revealed and published by um, Liana M. Davalos um, from Stony Brook University, an evolutionary biologist. And basically, they focus on a specific gene called the APOBEC3. So, I mean, I don't think anybody is ever going to remember that. But basically, it's known to play an important role in immunity to viruses in other animals. So, this gene is found in most other mammals. And this APOBEC3 is the gene that usually defends off flu viruses. And basically, the paper explains that this evolution set the groundwork for investigating how these genetic changes found in bats and other and but not in other um, other mammals and they help prevent like the worst outcomes of viral disease and for me it's just so crazy that up until this this day they had difficulties characteri- characterizing bats in the same tree but like i think after this study they claimed that bats are most closely related to a group called ferruunjulata which is like ah, yeah car- those are yeah 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 carnivorans um Interesting. Like, yeah. So basically, it's just interesting that this gene, um, APOBEC3, is super prominent in bats. And it's one of the reasons why they survived um, the COVID virus. Because they were transmitting it, but none of them yes. were dying. Like, the populations yeah. weren't decreasing. So it's just a cool um, fact to know that they actually singled out the gene that makes them immune. And... Um, they looked, what they did was they looked up like fossilized viruses and evidence surviving, surviving of past viral infections. And, you know, who knows? I mean, if they study on this gene more, we may be able to find a cure for the COVID-19 or grow wings and be able to fly and see in the dark. <laughs> that would so, be great. I'd actually, sorry, everybody, <laughs> I would rather have. <laughs> the latter. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on, <laughs> night vision. So yeah, weird. yeah, for real. Like, I just want to scream at rocks and like be able to see them in the dark, move and like eat bugs. 
That's the dream. <laughs> That's the dream. That is the dream. Barney That's would agree with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I just felt like that was a cool fact. I got that one from Science Daily, which they share only published articles, which is pretty amazing. That's it. Yeah. What's um, your third? So my, for my third one, um, this one's a little bit lighter, you know, not too science heavy. Um, for those listeners out there that are already getting geeked out and probably close the <laughs> extend the <laughs> podcast already at this point. But anyway, so apparently Bohol's known as one of the breeding spots for dolphins and whales, but there haven't been any sightings of these two species in a long time. But a couple of weeks ago, there have been sightings of bottlenose dolphins and orcas in the area of Bohol. So I'm pretty sure you've seen no that video. Yeah. Or yeah. I, I've seen the video on like Twitter. I just didn't know that they weren't returning to the space for some time. Yeah. So like like I was saying, apparently a Bohol was like a breeding spot for dolphin and whales, but they haven't been um there haven't been any sightings in a very long time. And ever since the act of banning hunting marine mammals and sharks back in nineteen ninety two. Excuse me. There haven't been much sighting since. And the last sighting of an orca was like to be around the early 90s. Pa. And yeah, so it's just super amazing to be able to see like these kinds of animals returning back to our shores. And it's crazy what like a couple of months can do um, to bring back the population of like, you know, some of the ocean's most amazing animals. That's wild. Yeah. And another mini fact, although orcas are known as killer whales, they are actually not whales. And yeah, they're, they're, they're the yeah. largest dolphin. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. You, you've done your yeah. research. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, um, so these animals are like extremely intelligent and social animals and they've somehow found their way back to Bohol Sea. And yeah, it's just crazy how biodiverse the Philippines really is. And yeah, no, if, definitely. If we actually give a shit, you know, who knows what more like marine animals will end up coming back and um, what other animals will be able to thrive more. I mean, wouldn't it be so sick in the future like, to just be chilling in like your house and then you see like a Philippine eagle like yeah, that would flying, be flying by you. <laughs> I mean, a little terrifying, I'm not going to lie, but that would be super cool. <laughs> yeah, the Philippine eagle is like the largest uh, eagle in the world species. Yeah, so it would be crazy I actually crazy don't know about them. the largest one. I think the harpy eagle is a little bit bigger. Or like a sea, oh, really? Yeah, a sea eagle. Like, I know they're, they're top three and like the yeah, difference is yeah, like a, mat- a matter of inches, but uh, yeah, noted, Harp- noted. I know Harpy Eagle and um, some kind of like open sea flying eagle um, is a little That'd bit bigger. That'd be crazy. Yeah. It makes sense. Though, I don't I know much about sea eagles, but yeah, that makes sense. They yeah. probably need like bigger wingspans yeah. to just float up there all that time. I know. That's just, crazy. Just dealing up with all of those like winds. No. It's crazy, but you know, that's why I'm doing the whole FDF thing, just to kind of try to raise awareness about the crazy animals that we have here in this country that we should be giving them more attention to. All right, so yeah, yeah, I guess um, I just want to wrap up by saying thank you so much for being on the show. And I had a lot of fun. Um, We pretty much talked about the things that I love talking about, which is like science, uh, food, and animals. So I guess I just want to say thanks again. Um, it was really a lot of fun. Um, I guess now would be a great time for you to plug where people can find you or Mr. Sando or any of the other side hustles you got going on. Yeah, please. Thanks for having me. I had a really good time. And it's nice to like be able to talk to friends about 
like it's nice to have like heart to hearts yeah. <laughs> that kind of like deep conversation sure. with friends because yeah. it's been so long uh yeah so if you want to find me you can find me on instagram sandra campus five on twitter and parmesan's so bad i really should change that <laughs> it's parmesan's it's like the same thing it's like dude it's much better now yeah. Uh, and uh, you can follow us, Mr. Sando PH, on Instagram. So yeah, go get you some. Yeah, super highly recommend it. The Ebby set was phenomenal, so good. And thank you, thank you. yeah, um, it's been a blast. I completely agree that it's you know it's hard to come along these types of conversations. I mean, I don't think I I don't even remember the last time we talked face to face. So this is like a great like catch up time and. I guess I just want to thank you all listeners for tuning in. Don't forget to hit up Mr. Sando or Sandra's personal account, Sandra Campos or Parmesan's for quality memes and quality tweets. I swear, you will not regret it. (laughs) All right, man. Thank you so much for being on the show. Um, And I guess that's that. Rock out. Peace.